Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Between Me and You, where taboo is our favorite subject. I am your host and big sis, Natasha Porter. This podcast is brought to you by Row 9 Productions, and today I am joined by Sarah and Naomi Blair. How are you guys? Hi. Hello, hello. Awesome to be here. Yeah. Blair yeah. Twins officially in the house. Yeah. <laughs> Just, you know, this voice is Naomi. And this is Sarah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I, when I was thinking about, like, what to say, like, to introduce you guys, like, sometimes I refer to you guys as, like, the twins, oh. and then I have to, like, stop myself, and I'm like, they're two separate people. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys feel that way? I notice a lot of twins are like, don't call us the twins. No, I think, I, actually, it was funny. I'm taking a childhood and adolescence in education class, and we had to, like, you know, um, put up a picture of our child of our childhood and then, like, talk about, like, why this represents our childhood. And I put a picture of me and Sarah, and I said that me and Sarah look so much alike, um, obviously, because we're identical twins, but also like we had like this, we were the same person for like the first like maybe seven, eight years of our lives. Like we were two halves of one whole. Um, and people called us, even when they said that they try to say Sarah and Naomi, Sarah Naomi, just yeah. one name. Oh my God. Oh yeah. One person. Oh yeah, I do God. remember that. And actually, now I think it was to a fault, but I think. We relish. We 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 loved being like Sarah and Naomi. We, we, loved, yeah. we would act like we wouldn't like it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like there's definitely parts where we're like, I don't want to share just because mm-hmm. we're twins. Yeah. But I definitely think we enjoyed the attention. Like, oh my god, twins! Mm. And like, you know, we, we, yeah, we love being like this. interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I whenever I hear twins talk about their childhood and being referred to as the twins they Mm -hmm. say like they had like a hard time breaking away Mm -hmm. from being the same person yes yeah (laughs) yes you know it it, it doesn't have to be or it could be and both and oh yeah it was great and also we did experience that type of thought process i remember in middle school when we wore the same outfit all our lives until like we were like ten, no, like seventh like grade, seven, seventh seven, grade. Seven grade. I remember because no, I used to grade. be a part of the same outfit thing. <laughs> yes, yeah. used to be yeah. <laughs> Um, and we were like, wait, okay, we're allowed to dress separately now. What do we wear? <laughs> How do we identify ourselves in public? Who are well, what are people gonna say when they look at us? Are mm-hmm. they gonna be the goth girl or the you know the girly girl and so I think in in doing that and trying to be separate identities I think we went to both ends of the spectrum Mm -hmm. so I was very much I took that role as being the gothy all black Mm -hmm. rock like I wanted to be the gothy and Yami was the girly girl I Mm -hmm. refused to wear like pants yep Close toe shoes. (laughs) I wore skirts every day frilly skirts Mm -hmm. went to my mom's closet got like um, like really nice flowery stuff, and I made sure to speak like in a weird. But what I valued as, yeah, I made sure to speak like that because I wanted people to recognize my voice mm-hmm. and my person as me, separate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I think that's always a struggle. I think that's so funny. Like especially when we were growing up, like people couldn't tell the difference between you two. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'd be like, it's so obvious. <laughs> <laughs> that's Naomi. That's Sarah. And I was like, how do you? They were. They would always ask me, how do you tell the difference? And I'll be like, they look different. Like, they don't even look like the same person. Right, right. You're probably the only one. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I'm crying. Yeah. But oh no, my. we look back at baby pictures and we're like... No idea. Who's who? Yeah. No idea. Really? Yeah. My mom has to tell me. She's like, I think, I think <laughs> that's you. I feel like I could tell. They say like the older twin has like a rounder face mm-hmm. and the younger twin has like a longer Summer. face. That's yeah. true. They also say that like the younger twin or the younger sister has like bigger boobs than the older sister. Not true. Not true. It doesn't apply here. No. no. Not apply here. <laughs> <laughs> but well, I will say when we were babies, Sarah had the round face. It Did was, she? Because he, we always said this, but she stole all my food. She stole all my food when we were in the womb. Oh my gosh. She came out it? a pound You're or two heavier it? than me, so she, right? her face is always rounder. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. Obviously, someone has a grudge. Mm-hmm. I see. Yeah. Okay. So, I'm I'm very kind of interested because I know I didn't even say what we're talking about this week. <laughs> okay. So this week we're kind of talking about uh, fi- family dynamics. Jeez. Um, and so what I found, I kind of wanted you guys on this episode because I kind of 
uh, you guys kind of differ from the norm a little bit because um, there is like, uh, what is it called? Birth order traits, right? Mm -hmm. And so you have the oldest sibling, the middle sibling, and the younger sibling. But technically, both of you guys are the middle sibling. Yeah, yeah. But I wonder, by like three minutes. (laughs) Eight eight minutes. Eight minutes. Let the record reflect. (laughs) (laughs) So I wonder if you guys both um, experienced like middle child syndrome or if it felt very obvious that Naomi, you were the older one, and Sarah, that you were the younger one. No, yeah, it it feels obvious to not to me. We, I, to me, we seem equal. But I think I've gotten used to people saying, like, "Oh, you guys are twins. That's cool." Um, who's older? I am. You actually seem older. But it was just meeting me, and they're like, "Oh, yeah, no, you seem. You look, you look older." I'm like, "What is it that's older about me?" Um, but I really used to people saying that, so I, I feel like I see it, but I really don't. And I, I also don't think that we have a middle child syndrome in the way that maybe a typical family would, mostly because my brother left at an early age. Mm-hmm. So, and it's also weird because the three that were left, the my brother, Ezra, Sarah, and me, mm-hmm. were almost, almost treated as equal ages too because we were in the same grade, we were homeschooled together, we, we went through the trauma of going from homeschool to public school together. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like it's also just very diff- different from the norm or mm-hmm. any sort of middle child standard. I definitely agree. It's definitely, like you said, it's different from the norm. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And yeah, so we're, f- we're we have three siblings, well, I have three siblings. <laughs> um, we have two. Um, there's older Jeffrey, there's me and you in the middle, and there's Ezra, who's younger. And so Jeffrey went to college, like Naomi was saying, early at like 15, and we're like six years younger than him. So, um, and the age gap between us and Ezra is only like 10 months or something like that. So we have, we're very close in age. So like Naomi was saying, we do, we were put in the same category most of our lives because we were in the same grade. Um, so we were treated as like more like triplets. I think we're close enough to be even considered that sometimes. Mm-hmm. But when it did come to playing roles in the house, we would to look to Naomi as the older sister mm-hmm. and Ezra as the younger brother. Mm-hmm. Like there was that sort of like language in the household. And I think in our um, minds and in our, in our, you know, in our roles, I think we do tend to act in those sometimes. I, I guess that makes me the middle child <laughs> in that, in that asking her if she has middle child syndrome. And I think um, sometimes, it, I think it does come up, but mm-hmm. because we are so close in age, I think, um, yeah, I don't think it comes up as much as you think it would. Mm-hmm. What, yeah. what are the symptoms of middle child syndrome? So they say like the oldest child, so if you're having three children, mm-hmm. um, and I guess it kind of varies a little bit the more kids there are, but let's say there's three children. The oldest child um, is supposed to be the most um, mature, the one that goes more so by the book, um, just because they had the most time with just their parents. So they didn't have any siblings to look to um, about like how to act like a kid. So they tend to be more mature, more independent, um, and they kind of emulate adults more. Mm. Um, and then the middle child, um, at one point, you are the youngest, so you do get the benefits of you know being the youngest. And then, up until a certain point, for you guys, that was when you guys were like ten months old. Mm-hmm. Um, so you probably don't even really remember <laughs> yeah. um, being the youngest. Um, but the middle child is usually the child that is more rebellious. Um, they tend to uh, look for ways to get their parents' attention, just because either they're paying attention to the older child because they're reaching all the milestones first, um, and they're so much more mature, they're, they've become very reliable, um, and then the middle child becomes more of the people pleaser because they're looking for that attention and validation from their parents. Um, and then the youngest child is kind of like the wild child, they kind of do whatever because <laughs> they, uh, by that time the parents are like, okay, we've done this a couple of times, like 
this thing really isn't going to matter. Whereas with the first one, they're like, I have to be a by-the-book parent. They have to go to bed at this time. They have to breastfeed this way. They have to go to this school and whatever. And by the time they get to the last child, they're just like, we just want to love you. (laughs) We don't care. Yeah. Yeah. So, So, okay. Now, I'm glad you defined that in those terms because I think despite Jeffrey being distance away, I do think he held that role as the person that has gone through everything first, um, and as the, like, you know, we see him, we don't see him as, like, our parents, but he does have a certain wisdom to him because mm-hmm. he is quite older than mm-hmm. us. So, yeah, I definitely think that role was definitely placed on him. He embodied that role. He is that role. Oh, my gosh. I always go to him for advice. Um, so, yeah, he definitely is that. And <laughs> I think Ezra, for especially when I was younger, Ezra, like, I feel like he definitely had that younger child. <laughs> <laughs> Where not quite where he was able to do whatever he wanted, but he did get that attention. Mm-hmm. And like, um, yeah, I just remember noticing that as a kid, that dynamic, oh, Je- older Jeffrey, he's like the wise mm-hmm. person, you know, go to him for advice. And Ezra will be like, yeah, I mean, he just, he's Ezra. Mm-hmm. He's, he's just, he just, you know, <laughs> he's doing his thing and everyone loves him because he's hilarious mm-hmm. and he's the younger, he's the younger kid and everything. Um, I mean, I do want to say that like, I see like those dynamics, like older person being more responsible, more mature, more, more closer to an adult, um, and the middle child maybe being a little bit rebellious, like we for sure both had our rebellious phases. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, Some longer than others. Are you looking at me? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the, the younger child might seem a little bit more loosey goosey with some rules, whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I do think that our mom did a good job, especially when we, because we were homeschooled, of making sure we each got equal attention. Mm-hmm. I've never felt like my parents didn't or treated me like the middle child, like I was ignored, um, which I, I think is, is like a great thing. And also, there's like a different structure to, like, as far as the younger child not like following rules. Um, I think my mom just treated us different as according to the pe- type of people that she knew that we were. And I think when we were younger, we definitely saw that. I mean, I mean, sorry, we did not see that. I mean, <laughs> I like, we did not see. We we thought that Ezra was the younger one and he was most loved or at least that's how it showed to us yes and and we thought that we had to share everything and and we weren't seen as uh two people yeah i remember when we were kids and this is in that thinking of like oh edra gets everything yeah i think we did we write a letter no that was you that was me okay fine i'll claim it I wrote a letter and I, I was like sharing these to ideas your mom? to Ezra. Yeah. To, was it mom or Ezra? You wrote it to everyone. To everyone? Like you wrote it to our parents, but it was for Ezra too. Oh. Because it was about the Moses thing, right? Yeah, the yeah. Moses thing where I kind of He's wished that he was Moses, Moses so that he could be in a basket and, and leave. Oh. Yeah. So, <laughs> so oh I, my goodness. <laughs> so I, just to make it clear, I obviously don't hold those feelings now, but as a kid, I think because we also lived in a house full of so many people, mm-hmm. it is easy to feel like ignored. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I wanted somewhere to put that energy and put blame. And unfortunately I did do that to like the younger sibling. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was something that I remember because I look back and I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, I now see what Naomi was explaining, that we were different in our, um, we had, like, talents and different ideas of what our, like, little nine-year-old life should look like. So, of course, we're going to be treated a little different because we have different roles in different places in, mm-hmm. the, in the household. But all, all I saw was, like... Um, he needs to go. <laughs> I, I want to have all the attention and all the glory and all. I don't want to have to share meals with Naomi just because we're twins. I want the individual meal that Ezra gets. You know, like mm-hmm. I was, I was like thinking the grass was greener. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah. So speaking of your roles, because I kind of want to talk about how like um, your sex, your gender, kind of plays a part also into your like birth order traits. Mm-hmm. Um, so. What would you say, like, your role was in the family growing up? See, I think that also ties in not just with family, but also with culture, I think. Mm -hmm. Like, as Israelites, we have, like, a biblical, like, standard uh, almost where I remember when when my mom used to talk about women in the Bible and women's, you know, and the girls and women in the Bible, she would talk about roles and women's roles. 
And I think, I don't know, I think some of it may seem a little bit like, I don't know, and I, I don't even like using this word, but anti-feminist. But I, I do think that there is a reason for these type of rules. I did not understand it when I was younger, like for sure not. I was like, why do I have to, um, I don't know, I don't, can't think of an example. Like, make the bread. Like, why can't my brother make the bread? Mm-hmm. And not really think that was, like, a role of women. Mm-hmm. So I think you can't, I can't really speak about roles in my family without speaking of roles in, like, Israel and my culture, and, I mean, in our culture. So I, I, I do think that, um, yeah, our roles were... <laughs> our roles were different. Like, they were clearly different. Like, from an outsider's point of view, from an insider's point of view, like, they were different. They were, were treated differently. Even the idea of my brother being able to date before we were able to date, mm-hmm. um, and, like, as a man and as a woman, it's, like, different. And so, I mean, again, I, I used to think that, oh, I'm being seen as less than, but I think the more I grew up and the more I kind of read the Bible more, and look at these examples of women, it's like almost how people, how you might question, like, I don't know, uh, I, I can't think of an example, but I mean, it's just different, I think. I, I don't think it's necessarily bad, I don't think it's necessarily good, but I think it does prepare me for even the roles that I actually do want to do, like as a wife and as a mom, because it, it would be different than that role of my husband, or mm-hmm. anyone, or my children, obviously, you know, so. Okay, Sarah? Yeah, I mean, hmm. like I said, when we were kids, there were that roles of like, we keep saying roles, but that's really what it was. It was something that... Roles, responsibilities. Responsibilities, yeah. right. Um, it was something that was kind of um, made particularly for us. Like, I, Naomi wrote, and she, and I did art, and I did music. That was just what we did. That was our, like, creativeness. So when something came up, hey, art project, hey, there's something, like, you'll be fitted into that role because that's how you're, like, almost self-proclaimed, like, your gifts were used to define, like, your role in that space. Um, Like, within the family? Yeah, within the family. Like, if there was something that, you know, was going on that, oh, there's, like, an art show coming in, then it's like, oh, let's let Sarah know. Like, that's her thing, you know? Like, there are, like, if you're talking about roles as far as um, like gifts and as far as like um, different things that we were good at, sure, there's that. Um, and I also think there were definitely roles of like male and female um, type of thing. Like, what is it? I think it's typical in most households guys take out the garbage, women mm-hmm. do dishes, and they, mm-hmm. they um, do the food and they clean and everything. And to be honest, I'm not the most clean. I don't really like <laughs> doing dishes, and I don't cook that often. Mm-hmm. As a kid, um, that was something that I would just did in the household. That was what we did. We clean on Fridays, um, and we like help prepare meals and everything. Not to say that Ezra didn't or the males didn't, but that was like that was like our our role in the household. Um, and nowadays, I think. Um, I don't know. Nowadays, I think, yeah. I mean, I don't. <laughs> nowadays, I think, like I said, I don't really cook. I don't really clean. But I remember that as being like a huge thing as a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I kind of want to go back to something you said, Naomi, mm-hmm. um, and you were talking about how certain things you would do growing up um, would be seen as like anti-feminist. Yeah. So what? I have my own de- definition of what it is to be a feminist, yeah. but what does that look like to you? I mean, guys? I don't necessarily put it on record. I don't necessarily agree with the feminist ideology. I don't think that feminism is necessarily a good thing, or that it kind of makes that well, makes that sense to me. But I do think that it was be seen on the outside world as anti-feminist. Like, for instance, mm-hmm. like what Sarah was saying, like as a woman, as a girl, and growing up to young women and women, make the bread for any um, holy days, or you clean the kitchen, you cook, um, yeah, you, um, and then the, the men would take out the trash, they would be served first. Like, I feel like in, like, Amer- American Western ideology, that's anti-feminist. That's what I meant. Okay. Yeah. But, like, cult- but, yeah, like, culture. But it's cultural. Yeah. And so, therefore, I, I don't think we should base, I mean, 
I don't think we should base that on the Western ideology. I think, like I said, I've grown to like like that role. When my brother, my older brother Jeffrey, came to visit a couple weeks or months ago, I took pride in like the house being cleaned for him, and the and I I loved cooking for him, mm-hmm. making sure he had something to eat, and it was a I took pride in that, and I liked that I was prepared for something like that. Um, and that's that's not to say that like men or boys shouldn't be prepared for that. I think we've taught Ezra um, how to like cook and how to he know he knows how to do all those things, how to clean whatever. It's just that there wasn't such an emphasis emphasis put on him when we were younger, and I I, I didn't understand that for a very long time. Mm-hmm. I mean now I do. Yeah, it just took a while to realize that we weren't given roles to be like separated. We're given roles to be like oh we come together in this way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, there's certain like um, yeah we come together. We all meet at one point, but we come from different like like um, different other points. Like we come from we do this and this, but we come together and we like create a whole like dinner. For example, if you were to use like the um, example of like cooking and then taking out the trash and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Okay. I'm finding there's a lot of things that I'm thinking about right now. <laughs> okay. So for me, I would say that feminism um, that isn't rooted in a white woman's lifestyle mm-hmm. is a woman having the freedom to choose. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Um, and that's really it for me. So mm-hmm. if you choose to be. Uh, more traditional, which is seems to be the way you're leaning, Naomi, mm. um, then that is feminism for you because you've made the choice to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sarah, you seem to be the more mm-hmm. untraditional yeah. one. Yeah. Um, and so that is feminism for you because you choose to do that, right? right? So you also had mentioned that you taught Ezra like how to cook and clean and those kinds of things. I didn't teach him how to clean, but I taught him how to cook. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I wonder if this is the same for both of you or if you feel a difference um, in that area. So for myself, um, going back to how your gender kind of relates to like your um, birth order traits, mm-hmm. um, usually the oldest sister takes on the role of like mommy part mm-hmm. two. Mm-hmm. And so she becomes... Um, and so say like me, I'm like an only girl, mm-hmm. which automatically makes me the oldest sister. Yeah. But I feel like I also get the benefits of being the younger sister. Yeah. Because yeah. um, the older sister um, kind of mothers the brothers um, and the siblings that are younger than her. Mm-hmm. Or the oldest sister, I'll say, because there could be a brother that's older than her. Yeah. And then, um, so she takes on the role of like mommy part two. Like if mom's not home or if mom's doing something else, I'll make sure that this sibling is ready for school. Yeah. I'll make sure their lunch is packed, yeah. that kind of thing. Um, and then the youngest sister kind of has a little more freedom to be like rebellious or whatever the case may be. She could be a little more uh, loud. She may have less responsibilities. She may be treated a bit more like a princess, um, those kinds of things. I wonder if you guys, because you are twins, and so technically... I want to say you guys are like the same, but like you're different people. So I wonder if it's like you guys are experiencing the same thing mm-hmm. as you guys both feel like the older sister, or do you? Does one of you feel like the older sister and the other feels like the younger sister, or do you not feel that like at all? What you were saying about how the older sister takes that role as like mom, I definitely see that in Naomi. Mm-hmm. She's very a caregiver, um, caretaker. I mean. Um, and like literally cooks and like, like cooks for me and Nick, we live together. So I'm just like, oh, there's dinner on the table. I know I didn't do that. (laughs) (laughs) So like when we were younger, obviously one of us took more to it than the other because I used to be like, why do I have to do this? Just because I'm a girl. (laughs) But, um, that's just how the household was. But now it's just like, yeah, like I totally went away from that. So yeah, you're right. There is some type of other um, identity that she had that was that caregiver that made her hold on to those like habits and, and things like that that I didn't <laughs> because maybe I did have that role it's like oh I'm taken care of by my sister mm-hmm. you know so maybe I don't need to cook as much you know um, but what was your other question just like do you guys both feel like you're the older sister or does one feel like they're older than the other? Right. Like on that line, because she is, takes that role on so like, like to heart, like she really cares deeply about our well-being, me and Ezra's and everything. 
in Jeffries as well. I, I definitely see that in her. She definitely takes that older sister role. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I think <laughs> I remember. Um, it's it's funny now to me, but I was like terribly bad when we were in high school. Um, our senior year of high school, my mom was like, "Okay, that's it. I've made lunches for you for the past eleven years of your life. You're making your own lunch, right?" And at first, we would like switch off, but then someone would make a really bad lunch, and I'm like, "I hate this. I'm just gonna take over." <laughs> and we would not eat unless I made lunch that morning or the night before. And so I think. Like, so they kind of relinquished that right, exactly. to you. Knowing yeah. that I would take it up just because mm-hmm. I refuse to have soggy chicken and mayonnaise sandwich. You know what yeah. I mean? Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was stuff like like stuff like that. I feel that, that would happen, especially with cooking. I think that's why I really love cooking. Especially like my mom has told me to open up like a restaurant or like cook somewhere, but I'm like, I only like cooking for my family. Mm-hmm. I think it's a big thing for me. But I think also I think I take on that because um Actually, I don't know why I started that sentence. I just do not know why I take on that role. <laughs> but I, I, I just feel like it just comes naturally to me. But uh-huh. I, I also feel like there are moments where Sarah seems like the bigger sister, whether it's like in moments of anxiety or if I, I just literally just feel like being irresponsible that day. Like I, I don't care about anything. Like Sarah will take on that role, which, which is why I would say, like I would say like 85% maybe me acting as older sister <laughs> mm-hmm. and then like the 50, uh, and the rest of the 15 is like Sarah mm-hmm. because we would kind of switch off in those like really vulnerable moments for me or any moments where I'm just like, I don't, I don't want to do it right now, mm-hmm. um, which I, I love that sort of dynamic. But I think that those other traits of like the younger sister being the responsibility and rebellious, I, I think I'll be also kind of share those two. Um, yeah, I don't know if you agree. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I think in these days, um, I remember in high school, it, we were all in the same grade because Ezra skipped a couple um, in elementary school, but we would be kind of looked at kind of peculiar because our siblings are really close, like me and my siblings. And I think in today's standard, a lot of siblings, they grow up in their own, like, world, and mm-hmm. they're like, oh, yeah, I have siblings, but, like, we don't really talk, or, mm-hmm. like, I haven't talked to them. Like, they move out of the house, and they're like, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I moved away, I don't really know them, for mm-hmm. real, you know? So I love that about our relationship, that we um, had the foundation of, like, homeschool and a good fa- family value system that we were just like, you know what, we're going to keep up with each other, we're going to see what each, other's, what each other's doing, and, like, make sure each other's good. So I do see that balance of sometimes she's the caregiver, because I'm, or I'm the caregiver, big sister role because we have that closest to be allowed to like share that you know share that glory right there a little Mm -hmm. bit yeah okay so when I was younger I was very much the caregiver um and I I more so leaned towards the bigger the older sister role Mm -hmm. um and that has kind of I guess I'll, I'll say it, it's benefited me in the way that now I'm a mom, I'm a partner to somebody, and I see a lot of those things that either I figured out or learned um, while I was younger mm-hmm. becoming useful now that I'm an adult and I've taken on new roles in my family, or now I'm making my own family and my roles are starting to change, or I guess be added on. Um, Because I'm no longer just somebody's daughter. I'm now a mom and a partner to somebody. Um, So, Naomi, I'm noticing you're leaning towards the caregiver, the mom. Um, Sarah, I see those aspects in you, but you still seem to be more so of the, like, laid back, like, just, you know, whatever, go with the flow kind of. Do you think that... um, I guess the the way you guys were raised, mm-hmm. or is there any aspect of your childhood that you would say kind of pushed you in those directions? Mm-hmm. Um, and also, if you need me to repeat this, just, yeah. That's fine. <laughs> um, so if there's anything about your childhood that pushed you guys in seemingly opposite directions, um, and then also, do you see yourself going further into those directions that you seem to be going as you get older? and become somebody's partner and become moms if that's something that you want, yeah. um, those kinds of things. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> when I say, like, I don't cook or clean really much, like, I do to keep tidy, but that's not, like, I'm, I'm not doing that on Fridays anymore, you know? Like, I, <laughs> it's okay if Naomi cooks dinner for the rest of the month, you know? Um, I, even as a kid, I would always kind of 
question that role. I'll be like, why am I like, why am I doing this? You mm-hmm. know? And I would be like, oh, just because I'm a girl, not really understanding like there's roles for everything. Um, and um, yeah, I think even as a kid, because because we like we keep saying Ezra's in our same age group kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I'd always look to him, and I'd be like, why doesn't like why am I doing this, and he's not. Mm-hmm. Like, the only difference here is gender. Like, what's going on? You know, I'd be, like, very, like, questioning that and use that question to kind of, like, all right, well, I'm not going to do dishes, you know? Yeah, you know, cause just because yeah, I'm not going to do it. And um, because I don't feel like, you know, I'm trying to question what's going on. I'm not really sure what's going on here, but I'm just not going to do it. Um, and so I think that, like, investigation into what it meant to be... Uh, what it meant to carry those roles in my household led me to kind of counter it <laughs> to kind of see what that's like um and I think it just became like a habit I don't know like I of course I enjoy like I cook sometimes but I don't think um yeah I don't think I I uh I I do it in the same way that Naomi does you know and I think on the flip side my thought is completely lost to me right now. I don't know what I was starting to say. <laughs> it, <laughs> happens. Um, it happens. On the flip side, for me, oh, so how Sarah was like questioning everything and literally asking my mom these questions and <laughs> being a little bit rebellious. I feel like I had those questions in my head. I don't think I said them out loud, mm-hmm. or that I was rebellious where I just didn't want. I mean, I didn't do dishes, but I didn't. I did not. I didn't not do dishes. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, and so I think it was, like, something that I was, like, especially as, as I was getting older, st- still not understanding, but closer to understanding, like, maybe, like, middle school, high school, where I was, like, oh, this is something that my mom is telling me to do, right? And she wouldn't, some, something that, that feels or seems um, anti-women or oppressive or whatever mm-hmm. she's like she wouldn't do that and her herself as a mother as a wife does not seem to fit the role of the quote-unquote anti-feminist way too traditional mm-hmm. person you know what i mean like she, like they like my, my mom and dad are equals you know mm-hmm. and i was like well if, if they're like that mom's teaching me to be like this and in my head it doesn't match up but i i was like well it has it's gonna eventually and I feel like it does to me now because they have equal but obviously different roles in our household. Mm-hmm. Um, well, not, not always obvious, but different roles. Um, and I feel like now, of course, in hindsight, I totally understand. But I think going and it had to kind of happen where I was looking at the example that my mom had and that she was putting forth. And even the example of my grandmother and the way that my mom was raised, like she was prepared to be a mother and and to be in a household and and raise children and raise other people's children too and like just do these things she was able to do because she um because of how she was raised and i was like well this is not can't be a that bad of a thing and she can't be raising me to be this subservient women woman um so i mean just go along with it mm-hmm. you know that's so. a that's a great point that you still not to say that I didn't, because I definitely do, but to go back to what you're saying, like you still saw power in what um, today's standard society, they'll say like is anti-feminist, like, mm-hmm. oh, women's in the kitchen. But no, like obviously the kitchen matters in a household, like food right. needs to be on the table. Mm-hmm. Um, the dad's at home working all day. He's going to come home and like, you know, like mm-hmm. there has to be like roles and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I think... I think these days, going back to what feminism means, I think these days feminism is seen as anti-men. Anti-men, of course, that's definitely in there, but anti what women used to do. Like just mm-hmm. like everything that women used to do, like in then in thirty years ago or whatever. And, and also European like, standards. Yeah, really. definitely mm-hmm. European yeah. standards. Like we're not gonna be in the kitchen more, we're gonna be in the, working all day, every day. And that's great. I love the balance. I love picking your role and like what you do but do it for a purpose you know um and I think that's what is there it wasn't you weren't in the kitchen because you're like um you have to be it's because no like that's your role in the house you know um and um yeah and not to say that there was like 
like Ezra definitely helped out sometimes, but you know, there was definitely that like um, on the shoulders of like my mom to like take care of us and take care of the kitchen and everything. But I think even when my mom did start working and started her own business, I think she liked the idea of dinner being on a table, not on a table, like not like that, but like cooking dinner from the family. And I enjoyed helping her and learning how to cook like Belanger and Bora and all mm-hmm. of that and watching her. Um, cook. I think she enjoyed cooking, and, I, and my obviously my dad enjoyed food at the end <laughs> of the day. Um, and I think we it was all nice. Enjoy food. We all enjoy food, <laughs> um, but also like my dad stepped in whenever my mom was working, or you know he would get us like Wendy's or something, or cook like steak or Ooh, something, chicken, chicken piccata, great. <laughs> um, so my dad would also step in, and, and but I think there was a balance, especially when, so I think yeah, my mom was like. Um, uh, I hate. I don't know why I hate the term housewife, but that. But she was. She taught us in homeschool. Her job was literally teaching us. And then when we came and got older to St. Louis, and um, my mom was still like, you know, in the house and and keeping the house tidy and um, keeping us tidy and keeping us on track. But also when even when she started working again, it was kind of more of a shared thing, which I think was a natural development. You know, mm-hmm. so. That's interesting. That's why I don't really like when a lot of people use the word uh, feminism. Because, again, yeah, again, I feel like it's, for me, feminism is just your choice. If that's what you want to do and you enjoy cooking, you enjoy being the homemaker, you and your partner have, like, decided that, yeah, this is the part of the house or the role of the family that I want to take on, then I don't see anything wrong with that. Yeah. So, again, going back to uh, that second part of the question, like, how do you see, I guess, how do you see your family, like, in the future? Mm-hmm. So, like, let's say 10 years from now, like, are you married? Are you a mom? Like, are those ki- the kinds of roles that you guys want to take on? Um, are you, you know, mm-hmm. looking to fill those roles? And if so, are they more traditional or are they kind of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I have no idea. Uh, Non-traditional? Yeah. I guess. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I think I've thought about it. I'm not in a rush, 100% not in a rush. Mm -hmm. I think I want to do so many things before even just like finding like a, someone I want to marry, you know, Mm -hmm. even just finding like a long-term boyfriend. Like I want to do so many things just by myself, for myself, but I have thought about it, how a relationship will look like, how my household will look like, how my children will look like. And I think I would want to raise me almost exactly how my mother raised me. I think she was so, um, she was so like, just amazing in with, I say mother, I mean parents, how my parents raised me. <laughs> I say my mother because she seems. I was she was like, more hands-on. She, no, no, they, they were both hands-on. I think they just, did it different. I, I, my mom was, I, I don't know, huh? Was she like, just her presence was more like. Yeah, her, she had more of a presence. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, and she was there when, you know, we were in and out of school, you mm. know. So, um, so our, our parents raised us, I think, the way that I would want to raise my kids. And again, I did not think this when I was younger. Mm-hmm. I think I just came to this conclusion maybe like a couple years ago when really thinking about it. But I think they were, I think they, they did almost everything right. Um, except for, I, I always tell my mom this, I really wanted to be fluent in Spanish, and I wish she had <laughs> in that, not let us quit that, I'm in your homeschool, but other than that, everything, I mean, we were, had dedicated to Israel, and um, read the Bible with my parents, had family, had family Bible study, which we still have to this day, um, we were able to um, be successful in high school and in college, hopefully for last semester, but like in college too. And we were able to, and we're able to live out our dreams, you know? And so I think that's basically what every parent wants, every parent wants for their child. Um, and, and they were like the best. I think they were stern when we were younger, which I, for me, I don't know if my other siblings, I feel like I needed that structure. Stern when we were younger and um, now my mom, we're closer now. You know what I mean? Like we're like, I wouldn't say equals. My mom, my mom would like not like that at all. <laughs> but I wouldn't, I wouldn't say we're mm-hmm. like equals. But like we're like, 
Um, we're closer. Like we, we, I understand my mother a lot more. I, I understand her mother a lot more now that I'm older, now that we can relate on more equal terms, and she's able to give more adult, equal term-ish advice to me, you know? And we talk, and we're like, you know? And with my dad as well, I think I understand his um, perspective as, as our father a lot more now that I'm older. And so I think that looking back, I do want my the way, the way I raised my children to be how um, my parents raised me. Um, that is, <laughs> it's funny, uh, we have a cat, and I treat this cat like my child, because I love him to death, and I don't discipline him at all. <laughs> at all. Like, I don't care. I love you too much. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But but my parents did. And so I think sometimes when people see me do that, like, see me do that they're going to be like, oh, you're not going to discipline your kids. Like, whatever. But I'm like, when it comes down to kids, like, kids are going to have actual futures past, I don't know how long cats live, or, you know, <laughs> past, <laughs> past the little baby adolescence that mm-hmm. the cat brain has. They're gonna yes need some stern things when they're younger, but then as they come to more understanding, they they're gonna need things explained to them too. Like there's they can talk back to me, like <laughs> you know. So like there's a different nuance to that where I, I feel like I ain't gonna be like stern with my children. Exactly how my parents were with me. So do you feel like um, so would you also want to like homeschool your children? One hundred percent. Would you want to be a stay-at-home mom? That mm. kind of thing. I think I would want to do what my mother did, be a stay-at-home mom once my, while my children are being homeschooled. Um, and I, I, and uh, yeah, hopefully my future turns out like that. But I, when I was younger, I wanted to be homeschooled more. Like, we came to St. Louis, went to public school, it was scary. I was like, take me back home. <laughs> I, let me stay with you every day, all day. I wanted to be homeschooled more. Um, and I think homeschool provides a foundation. And in, so I remember going to public school and, like, calling a teacher aunt or mom, because mm. in Israel especially, everyone's aunt, and we had all Israel around us, and my mom and my dad were always around us. Mm-hmm. And I, Sarah can attest to this, it was very embarrassing, when, I wanted to, when at the end of a conversation, we would accidentally say, I love you. You know, it was so embarrassing. Oh. But we did that, and it was embarrassing, and it was terrible, where I, I wanted to like literally disappear, um, but, it, it that, that meant that homeschool meant that much to us. So we felt surrounded by our culture, by our parents, by family all the time, and that felt so secure. And I, and I wish we were able to be in that longer, um, at least for me. Um, so I'm definitely going to do that with my children. I don't know if I'm going to do from like K through 12, but definitely K through like middle school or something, um, and then more into high school. Like I definitely. Like I said, the way my parents raised me, I learned from things that I wish like I had homeschool longer, and I'm gonna put that on my kids. That's very interesting because I feel like uh, for a lot of people, I think even for myself, I would find that kind of suffocating. Uh. <laughs> like it's just too much all the time. Like, yeah. Um, but I also I say I'm a person that doesn't really like authority yeah and so being surrounded by like aunties and uncles yeah and like my parents all the time mm-hmm. I feel like that would just be like way too much like I, I feel like I wouldn't I mean, have any room to yeah just I mean, do what I want or like yeah make a childish mistake without like yeah knowing there's a repercussion like right when I turn <laughs> my head, you know? yeah I mean there was definitely that and I think I mean you were in homeschool with us how did you feel I liked it I think uh Closer towards like when we were about to move out of the house, because for some context, um, we all for I want to say like two mm-hmm. years, two three years, something like that. Yeah. We had all lived in the same house with a couple other Family. aunties. Yeah, <laughs> um, a lot of people. So like that's kind of where the the triplets thing like really took like mm-hmm. full force and yeah. like all that kind of stuff. Um, so I did enjoy it, but and. I still have fond memories of it because we did do a lot of stuff. It wasn't like we were just home all the time. Like we used to go out um, and it provided me a lot of opportunities. But also I feel like um, I wouldn't have felt like how you felt, Naomi. Like I wish I had more. Like I I was content with the two years. (laughs) I was like, this was a great experience. Like end it while it's still good. Um, That kind of thing. And I was, at that point, I was kind of like, I need more friends that I'm not related to. Mm. Like, and I kind of was, 
I was getting to the age where I was like more curious about the world and how like other people um, live their lives. And so I was like, yeah, I think I think this is a good point for me to to let it go. But I also think mixed in that there was, you know, that same fear of going to public school mm. and being with people that like, I don't know how y'all grew up. I don't know if y'all was dragged up or raised like, you know, so I think it was a mixture of, of both of those feelings. Well, one more thing, Sarah, then you could talk. I lose my thoughts very easily, as you, as we've seen. So just like, <laughs> I, I only two seconds. But um, I think, though, and hopefully, whether if I ha- have some hand in this or someone else does, I think in the future, though, and it sounds like so far away, but I think there, there could be both, though. There could be the feeling of, being inside, having a family presence, but also being socialized and feeling like you have access to the outside world. Because I think there, and my mom and I talk about this all the time, there's like a dream that we have of having like an Israelite school where you are with like-minded people for like the first like maybe like six to 10 years of your life, Um, maybe even K through 12, you know? Um, And you're with these people that are like you, but you, you don't go home to them. You're not being homeschooled necessarily, but you have that feeling of home and also have that feeling of socializing. Um, and I think that would be such a great thing for like Israel and for people who, um, who who want their children to experience like homeschooling or something like that, but not like feel like they're around them 24-7, which can get really exhausting. Um, but I think that's something that we can dream and look forward to because I do think that that, that foundation not only made me closer with my family, but it made me have that foundation of Israel. And and of the and that's why I hold that so dear in my heart today, because I had that. I was able to go out into the world not questioning, oh, I don't know, like, should I eat pork today? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was like, it was like I was able to hold myself accountable. I was able to represent myself to the point where my friends were, were on, on, on Passover were saying, hey, you might want to check if that has, like, leaven in it. So, you know, like, there was, like, really positive things that came out of that, um, where I think the foundation that is that was built during homeschool, it has a great effect and can even last longer and has more effect. You know what I mean? Yeah. You could talk now. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, no, I agree. I definitely love the, the closeness that I got from homeschool and, like, the... Um, the foundation, because I feel like I know who I am at an earlier age than most people do. Um, um, yeah, definitely. I love that we were able to have such a like uh, like a profound first years of like education and everything. Um, I, w- I will say one thing is that when we did go to public school, um, so we were homeschooled from like first to fifth grade, which those are like developmental stages. Mm-hmm. Those are like where you learn to socialize. Mm-hmm. And because we were interacting with each other um, so frequently every day, 24-7, that when we did go into public school for the first time, the first day of school, we could not stop crying. Yeah. Mm. Because we realized, hey, we're socialized to interact with family. Mm-hmm. No one here is family. Mm-hmm. I, I said I love you to my teacher because I'm, I'm used to leaving conversations like that, mm-hmm. and especially in authoritative educational spaces. Mm-hmm. All my teachers are my aunts and my mom. Mm-hmm. So I do think, like Naomi was saying, that it can be a little bit of both, where you can get that foundation, but you I, that socialization aspect is so necessary. Um, I've learned from my aspect, because I literally was socially awkward until like last year. I'm gonna put I'm like oh, literally wow. from like sixth grade to like I want to say like like sophomore year of college I'm like a super senior right now, so a super senior I, it's like I I'm an extra semester like I'm a, I've never I, heard that before <laughs> <laughs> like I'm a I was a senior last year I've won uh-huh, on my last uh-huh. semester now yeah <laughs> so I definitely think that that's a mix is totally great and I'm. I'm like in between you guys. I'm like, I love the family aspect. I love the foundation, but I also seek my independence at a very early age. And I remember like going to public school after after I stopped crying and after I stopped having panic attacks and stuff. I'm like, wait, this is really cool. I'm glad that I got that foundation because I know who I am and I feel great to express myself. But I actually get to meet people that are different than me, and I get to boast about my life, and they get to boast about theirs, and we get to know more about what the world is like. 
Um, I loved that and I held on to that. And to these, this day, I love making friends. I love interacting with the world and sharing what I know and what I believe and having those conversations. Um, so yeah, I definitely think in the beginning though, I took it by storm. I was at home. I was out making friends, going mm-hmm. to clubs, having this sleepover. And, and then in, co- in college and like in high school, women not sleepovers, but definitely out doing clubs and making friends and stuff like that. Um, oh, like, like school, school clubs. clubs. <laughs> I don't know why I'm thinking oh. out in the clubs. No, I meant, I meant like, oh, yeah, no, 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 school clubs. School clubs are what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, like I was outside. Like I only came home to sleep. I was mm-hmm. like, this is great. Mm-hmm. I think I think now I found a good balance. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I think I was definitely in the middle of you two, kind of like, yeah, loving what I had, but wanting to see more. Okay, so quick question. Um so you guys said you were homeschooled from first grade up until fifth grade, correct? Second grade to fifth grade, actually. Yeah. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. So you guys went to public school before that? Oh, oh. first grade. Yes. We went to so like pre-K through first grade, we were in public school. Yeah. Do you guys remember any yes. of that? Yes. I remember that. Yeah. You do? Yeah. I remember we went to Catholic school and um, for like the first, I think for like a semester because they had a really good school in, in, in the in the kindergarten where we lived yeah, yeah. and um then they called us the no it wasn't catholic school oh my gosh it was, it was private school private school but they, they, they taught catholic they, it was like a catholic they thought private school. yeah they called, and then they called us the curse of cain they said black people it. were like the the Let's, curse whatever so then we left quite abruptly and then we went to bradford elementary uh-huh. in montclair new jersey and they um, told my siblings that they had learning disabilities and they were using that as an excuse to not teach them. Oh, um, yeah. So we just had a lot of trouble in the school system. Um, we tried different you know, things, obviously, and it just wasn't working for us. So, so yeah. was that the reason your mom decided to homeschool yeah. you guys? Yes, 100%. My, Ezra was causing trouble because he was, <laughs> he, he was bored. I uh-huh. was not causing trouble, but I, I, didn't, I did not know it at the time, by the way. My mom told me like in high school or something um, that they thought I, had, I couldn't, wasn't able to learn how to read. Oh. Um, and then Flash into like three years later, I mean like five grades above my grade level. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So my mom just taught me a different way, um, which okay. they didn't want to do. So I I wanted to ask that because I was in public school for a really a good amount of time before I went to homeschool. So I wonder if not that I didn't like homeschool, let me make that clear. I enjoyed homeschool because I didn't have to go nowhere, okay? <laughs> and I was able to be taught things that, you know, didn't bore me to death. Like, I enjoyed homeschool. But also, I think maybe me having the experience of public school before, part of me kind of craved that by the time, like, we were moving out. Because I know when we had moved out of that huge house and moved to Jersey City, um, like, my mom was like, do you still want to be homeschooled or do you want to go to public school? And I was like, I, I, ah, like, yeah. but I think I'm ready to go back. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know if I really want to still continue to be homeschooled. But I think because I wasn't homeschooled as long as you guys, uh, my experience with school uh, wasn't, wasn't that bad. <laughs> um, so I think a part of me was just like, it's not that bad. Like the homeschool was fun and it was great, and you know we did all these things. But I think I'm ready to go back. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, so not that I I didn't like it, Auntie Penny. I loved it. Okay? <laughs> Please don't yell at me. <laughs> um, but back to a question that I had asked before we <laughs> totally got so off topic and started talking about homeschool. Um, so Sarah, yeah, because Naomi answered. Do you see yourself, like, in the future taking on any, let's say, new roles of, like, being a wife or a mom or whatever in your near or far future? Yeah, that's a great question. And what does that look like for you? That is a great question. I am actually not sure I have the full answer to that because, like, that is so far in my future that I just try not to think about it so Mm -hmm. I don't get... I don't put out any feelers for <laughs> anything to be like, okay, maybe, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I don't, like, I definitely see value in the way I was, I grew up because I'm me and I love me and I love my family and everything. Um, 
I think I'm definitely more along the lines of like everyone having like equal chores, like just little things like that to where I I don't know, I don't want to feel like I'm just in a like role because I like appear a certain way or whatever, you know? Like I want that freedom to be like if I don't like doing that. Well, let's 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 like rotate stuff, you know? Or let's um let's like investigate what we're good at and let's stick with that, you know? Um, I like self-developed roles, like, um, in the, like, when we talk about the things we talked about before, as far as chores go, and that, like, minimal, um, example, um, but as far as, like, like, uh, my role as a woman in the household, that's a great question. See, I want to be a doctor, mm-hmm. and that is a lot of hours. Mm-hmm. I cannot see myself coming home and cooking a six-course meal for my. 600 kids like I don't I don't see that 600 oh boy that's what I'm saying like I don't <laughs> I mean I, I want kids I want a lot of kids mm-hmm. so maybe not maybe it's like 500 five, 599 oh, okay yeah that's um, <laughs> so I I don't know if I will have all the traditional roles of as a woman mm-hmm. um I um yeah I just I guess I don't know exactly what that will look like for me because um yeah, because I'll have such like a demanding job in a demanding um, and demanding children, I'm guessing. But um, yeah, I'm just not sure what that looked like. I, okay. Yeah, I definitely like I know what I know, which is how I was raised. So I definitely feel like I'm going to incorporate a lot of that because I definitely saw value in having like a woman. Like my mom taught us a lot about what it means to be a girl in society, the things we're going to face, the, the things we're going to love about it and things like that and how because for women, that experience is going to look like different than a male. You know, like if we talk about gender roles in a society, there are things that just are different. Um, in American society, like males get privileges that women don't get, you know, that's mm-hmm. different in um, in like Israel society because we have like different roles that are like their power dynamics are way more equal, but they're just different things that we do. Um, so yeah, just adapting that type of... Um, what's the term for it like um um like passing down knowledge of what it means to exist in a world in the skin that you're you're living in yeah i do i definitely agree and i don't think i commented on what type of you know wife partner person i want to be like within a family dynamic um i think i i totally agree i don't i don't agree in the whole traditional women belong in the kitchen or that it should be mainly women doing with the kids, like, that doesn't make any sense. Two people made you. Um, two people run this house. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense at all. Um, like, I don't agree with that. I think, also, I think, and I'm not, like, I want to become, like, an actor, but I don't, I, don't, I don't know, like, how demanding or how, like, or if I would be willing to, like, give it up when I have children or, or how what that's going to look like. But I, I do know that that's something that I want right now. And like, I, how I talk about like being an, an individual, that's what I want to pursue as an individual. And when I get older and have those children and responsibilities, I don't think I would give that up. You know what I mean? So I'm not going to be one of those people that are in the kitchen that are um, like all the time and just living to be in, to please the family. Um, but I, I do think there's a, a value in, um, in, in in doing those things like having dinner and cleaning, um, but like on equal sides, you know. So interesting. Um, dang it, I forgot the question I was gonna <laughs> ask. Oh, okay. So traditionally, men are the breadwinners in the household. And Sarah, you mentioned that you know you're going to med school and mm-hmm. um, you want to become a doctor. Um, so do you see yourself taking on what is traditionally a male's role in the house of being the main breadwinner? Or do mm. you see yourself, or have you even thought about, like, would, you know, my partner how would like, you feel if your partner also had a demanding job? And huh. Naomi, same for you. You said you wanted to be um, an actor. Like, how, how would you feel? Like, would you guys be um, willing to maybe take a step back from your career or is that some excuse me is that something that you're very like no if this is going to happen then you you need to stay at home because <laughs> this is something like that I really want yeah. because traditionally most of the time the women are looked at to be like 
okay, well, you had the kid. Yeah, like take you care stay of home. It. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, um, I see that traditional role a lot in, um, um, in like history, like um, especially American history, where the women stays home and then the male goes out in. In, um, to work and they come home and dinner dinner is just magically on the table and laundry mm-hmm. is just magically done and this this and that. I expect some equal amount of duties spread around. Definitely, mm-hmm. like I expect to marry someone who has my like um, um, caliber of job. Like I definitely want someone that I can like not compete with, but like feel like hey we're both like do being a boss out here. Like we're both successful in something, mm-hmm. and that with that. Um, comes like a lot of time and responsibility to that career. So I'm expecting there to be um, a lot of like a lot of time put to our like jobs and everything. But because we both made a human and because we both would have demanding jobs, I expect there to be okay Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, I got it, you got it, Sundays, whatever the days are left. Like you know, like <laughs> uh-huh. it's just split up to where it makes sense, not because like I'm yeah, like we, and we're in a time where we're, I mean, women are about to be equal pay. I mean, I, I hate that that's like just about to be a thing, but like, mm-hmm. you know, we're in a time where we're like, uh, we, ha- where the true definition of feminism can really ring true, mm-hmm. where we can choose what we want to be passionate about and have that done in a way that makes us feel powerful as women. And if that means that I'm splitting, my job and kids and everything up with my significant other, that's that's what it is because, you know, that's what we chose our life to be. Yeah. I think for me, on the on the on the topic of breadwinner, who makes the money your money, my money, my money, your money. I mean, to be honest, to my future husband, I'm gonna be an actor. I don't know how much money I'm gonna make. <laughs> but <laughs> it's been not a while. But it's, I, I don't see any difference. You know what I mean? Like, we, we got, we're married. Um, we have these children together. This is our house, our food that we're making, our bills. Everything is our. Um, I think that's really important to me. I don't want anyone to, I don't know. I feel like that takes off a lot of pressure, too, especially when you think of, I don't know, I see in movies or something where it's pressure to be the breadwinner or pressure to not be and just feel like you just want to be like this, um, stay-at-home person, but you, you're you not happy. Like, there's a whole, like, other nuance to, like, the other side of that, but I definitely equal partners and financially um, with that. And I think, as far as jobs go, I'm perfectly okay with both people working um, and providing um, and also being there equally for children, too. Like, I'm perfectly okay with that. I would love that to happen. That's what happened with my parents. Yeah. Um, they are totally equal in that sense. So, you know? Yeah. I yeah. agree. Yeah. I think I'm kind of relating a little bit more to you, Naomi, because I work, like, a regular job right now, but um, in a realistic, ideal life of mine, I am a creative. I like you know, making art. I like doing creative things like a podcast. Um, <laughs> this is where I feel like I thrive. Um, and it's funny because me and my boyfriend were just having this conversation. Um, he he would be considered our breadwinner for the house. But like, also, if the podcast like takes off, if y'all want to make me famous, get some sponsorships, <laughs> right? You know, maybe start selling some merch or something, right. and I start making more money. Then I'm cool with that. But um, if, if this don't really, I'm cool with being a stay-at-home mom, babe. Like, <laughs> I'm cool with it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, do you guys, we are, we are at our hour mark. You guys want to, uh, I don't know, put out your social media handles. You want some followers? Sure. What you, what you want to do? Sure. <laughs> um, my handle is at Sarah with an H dot blit, nope, dot Barra, like Sarah with a B. Sarah Barra. Sarah Barra, mm-hmm. three, four, six. And um, yeah, follow me. I don't really do. I mean, I have social media. I don't really do social media, but definitely follow Ronine Productions on Instagram.com. Definitely. All right, guys. And uh, my handle is nCrystalPorter on Instagram. Uh, you guys want to follow me there? You can. Um, also, more topics. I hope you guys really enjoyed this conversation because De- I really enjoyed it. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, and we are back every Monday. So subscribe, 
follow the podcast and I will see you guys back here next week. Hope you guys have a good week. Bye.